Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Penny Peep Show. shalt stay outside, child of mine, and I shall visit upon thy grandfather. Must thee, mother. Tis only to give on to him a loaf of bread. I shan't be long. Tis a bore to wait. Odds bodikin. It's the year of our Lord, 1533. Sit upon yon patch of dirt and use thy God-given imagination to entertain thyself. God have mercy, children these days. Brother Barnaby, thou hast been casting thine eyes upon the groaning Mr. Chudderley since the good man came creeping in here at dawn. What say thee? I have seen such a thing before, Sister Joan. At mine infirmary up north, I did witness Brother Benedict perform a cut upon the body where the pain is greatest. There it seemed was a coagulation of black bile that, whence cut away, alleviated the poor wretch's suffering. And the patient survived. Forsooth, he thrived, Sister Joan. I don't know. I still think it's trapped wind. <laughs> Sister Dillis? Methinks the imbalance is in the stomach. I had a cup of herbal tea last night. Very soothing it was. Is that what thou proposes? A cup of herbal tea? Mayhaps. But I pissed it out this morning and it's probably still good. What miracles modern medicine hath wrought? Sister Joan? What is it, Sister Cecily? There's a child. A child? What child? The Christ child, our Lord and Saviour? Amen. Amen. Childlike? As thine intelligence. Ooh, she's oh, she's a what to do. Childbirth. Oh. Oh. Of what child doth thou speakest, sister? There's a child here to see thee. Why? It came from town. Faith, why? To see thee. Sister Cecily. Would thou like me to ask it why? <sighs> Nay, I'll come. But what of Mr. Chudley? Give him a lug of piss and check back in 30 minutes. Good morrow, dirty child. What has brought thee here? My mother sent me to see thee, mistress. It's sister, but go on. It's about my grandfather. We don't do house calls, so she will need to bring him here. She would, only it's plague. It's plague. What is it? My grandfather. He has plague. Tis what mother said. (gasps) Thou filthy little blighter, get ye hence. Sister. Don't come here bringing plague with thee. My mother begs only to not. No. Oh, let me take care of it, Sister Joan. I should so like to see the plague. Nay, thou wouldn't. Yea, I would. Nay, thou wouldn't, brother. Revolting it is, plague. First comes the sweats and the shakes, so's one must wring out a mattress upon the hour. Then comes the headache, like a smithy has caught thine skull in his vice and pounded on thy crown with his hammer. Then comes the swelling, huge, bulging lumps in thy pits and crooks. They swell to such a size that they might burst, flooding forth a bloody, stinky, stinky, 
sticky ooze that burns the hair from thy nostrils. And then, finally, the tips of thine fingers and toes turn black. Thine fine lips and point of thine dainty nose, too. And they rots off the body. Oh, I want to see that. We shall have no dealing with the plague at this infirmary. Plague is not our domain. It's not? It's sent by God. And whom he chooses to inflict his wrath upon is between him and the sinner. We shall simply pray for their deliverance. Dost thou really believe that, sister? Well, the abbess does, and therefore so do I. Very anti-plague is the abbess, sent from God to kill the sinful, she says. So thou can imagine how she'd feel if she caught wind of it getting into our infirmary. Oh, but if I could cast mine eyes upon this plague-ridden man... I have spoken, Brother Barnaby. Now come. I have a task for oh, thee. But Mr. Chudley... Sister Dillis can handle him. Come along. Sister Sybil, I have someone thou shalt delight upon meeting. Huh? Sister Sybil, meet Brother Barnaby. He comes to us from the little brothers of the perpetual help. Mm. God's blessing, Sister Sybil. I am Brother Barnaby. Prithee, I already said. A brother. Aye, a brother. The buzzards circle. They can't see that the flesh upon which they dined is their own. Uh, yay. Sister Joan, is Sister Sybil of Elf? Sister Sybil has been at this infirmary a great many years. Hastn't thou, Sister Sybil? Forsooth, she is the very backbone upon which we depend. Aye, the backbone. Wouldst that the kingdom had one, wouldst that the king, the wench upon the throne, aye, oh wench. No politics, Sister Sybil. No Sister Sybil. Aye, aye. Sister Sybil, I want thou to take Brother Barnaby under thine wing. Ah, hast thou medical knowledge of which I can benefit, Sister Sybil? Sister Sybil is going to market. To? To market. To stock her kitchen. Oh. Thou canst carry her things. Thou wants me to go to market to carry vegetables and whatnot when I could be performing God's work on the ill? God's work is what work I give thee to do. And today God needs thee to carry potatoes. <laughs> Brother Barnaby, the fruit doth not get fresher from thine dawdling. I am keeping up, never Sister before, Sybil. But under this king, I under this king, never oh, What's that, Sister Sybil? Keep up, boy, keep up. Oh, peasant, get out of my way. Excuse me, sister. Come in through. Why, tis a crowd that has formed. Sister, hast thou come to help? What's this? This house is beset by a curse. The wrath of our Lord has descended upon it, and all those foul creatures that skulk inside it. How dost thou know that? Because it's my dad. I call us upon him as I do every week after market, and I bring us to him a loaf of bread. But when I did lay mine eyes upon him, I saw it. Saw what? The plague! This is the house of which the child spoke. How I long to see inside. Look, Sister Joan spoke to this, brother. We're to go straight back to the infirmary. Oh, look! We have gathered so that we might pray and beg for the Lord's forgiveness. And to stay abreast of any gossip. <laughs> but we gather up wind that we might avoid the vapours. Will thou not help us, brother and sister? We will not. Thou won't. Oh, couldn't we help just a little, Sister Sybil? Nay, and that's enough of God's wrath for the day. Look God's out, the wind's changing. What art thou serving us for supper, Sister Sybil? Soup. I see that. 
Delicious, Sister Sybil. Shouldn't we say grace before? Before what? <laughs> Thou art right, Brother Barnaby. Put down thine spoon, Sister Dillis. Aye, Sister Joan. Sister Cecily, say grace for the table. Yay, Sister Joan. Um, oh, Lord, we thank thee for the food we art about to eat and for giving us our health and our daily bread and the king and whoever is queen at the moment. Mm, should be that Spanish lad. No politics at the supper table. And thank thee for this brown soup. It's onion soup. It's delicious. Onion soup. Unusual for thee, Sister Sabine. I had an excess of onions. I found them. On the street. Ooh, found them on the street. Outside that house, that plague house. What? Thou found onions outside a plague house, brought them back here, cooked them up, and tried to feed them to us? Yea. <laughs> Thou ate the soup, Sister Dillis! What do I do? Stay away from me! I don't understand. Onions absorb vapours, everyone knows that. One leaves onions outside a plague house to absorb the miasma coming off it. The soup has plague? Yea! <laughs> but I ate it! It's inside me! Good even, sisters. And Brother Barnaby. Sister Marjorie, how art thou this eve, Sister Marjorie? Well, I thank thee, Sister Jane. And the abbess, she is well, I trust. Never in finer fettle, by God's uh, grace. And forsook, forsooth, to what dost we owe the pleasure of thine unexpected visit? Thou may hast heard that there is a talk of plague in town. Plague? Did thou hear that, Sister Dillis? I never. Plague! Plague? Oh, Sister Cecily. Plague. There can't be. Brother Barnaby. Oh, nay. Plague? Yea, all right. I come at the behest of the abbess. Thou knowest how anti-plague she is. And there is a rumour that one of thine sisters was spotted in town. Nought but a few feet from the sight of God's wrath. Hmm. Just Sister Sybil doing some shopping. God's truth. Isn't that right, Sister Sybil? Plague. Yea, plague. Plague upon those what strike at the heart of the church. As long as that's all it is. I'd hate for plague to reach this infirmary and for the abbess to shut the place down and cloister every single one of thee. What good fortune, then, that there is no plague here! <laughs> What's going on here? Is there something the matter? Uh, no, indeed, Sister Marjorie. What did I interrupt? Uh, we were just sitting down to have supper. Soup, in fact. Were thou? We were, weren't we, everybody? Yes. Then why is Sister Dillis crying? I ate it. It's inside me. When I walked in... By my troth, Sister Marjorie, Sister Dillis had but absent-mindedly taken a mouthful of soup before Sister Cecily had finished saying grace. And so we all jumped up from the table to chastise Sister Dillis, who is, I'm sure, most aggrieved by the error. But tis so, Sister Dillis. I, I, tis... So, but now Sister Cecily may finish Grace that we may continue with our supper. Sister Cecily? Yea, Sister Joan. Finish Grace, Sister Cecily. Oh. Amen. Amen. Mayhaps I shall have some. It does smell like excellent soup. <gasps> no! Get in 
thine room, Dillis. Uh, Joe, please. Thou art a pox-ridden threat to us all. Get in thine chambers, diseased wench. Oh, sister. Didst thou see Sister Marjorie's face? Twere like a babe just born, but a father slapping. She always looks that way. If that woman turned her nose any further up, she'd turn into a pig. Joan, I don't feel well. Then stay away from me. Hasn't thou any words of comfort for me? Is this because she ate the soup before I said grace? Is this God's wrath? Why be angry about that when she does so many other things wrong? Sister Joan, please. I think, I think, look, the shakes. My hands shake. It is already upon me. May God forgive thee for whatever it is thou hast done. Joan, please. And not a word of this to Sister Marjorie. Poor Sister Dillis. Indeed. Poor the pair of thee, if so much as a whisper of this doth trip into the ears of the abbess. Yea, Sister Joan. But mayhaps with the intervention of modern medicine... Sister Dillis is quite capable of pissing into her own mouth if she cares to. And thou art under strict orders not to go near Dillis, Sybil, or that plague house in town. A literal pox upon thee if thou defiest me. Do I make myself clear? As thou sayest, Sister Joan. Sister Sybil, I trust thou can confine thyself to thine own chambers. Hey. Good. Hello, friends! Creator of the podcast, Kieran here. Thank you so much for listening to the second episode of Our Lady of the Egregious Assumption. I come bearing the fruit of my father's criticism, stripping back the dad jokes he stated that he liked some of the characters but is reserving judgment of the show. Mmm, ominous. He also stated that he thought there would be more bloodletting. I killed a man with bloodletting, Dad. What more do you want? Speaking of fictional murder, if that's your thing, why not head over to one of our sibling podcasts, Therapy for Monsters. There you'll find your friendly neighbourhood therapist, Tim, provide, would you believe it, Therapy for Monsters. Can Gollum overcome his jewellery fixation? What's up with Cookie Monster's stress eating? Would GLaDOS benefit from couples counselling? Find out when these monsters get in the therapist's chair with a real therapist. Speaking of those in need of therapy, let's head back to the infirmary. Thanks again for listening. You can find our socials in the episode description. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. God's oh. blessing, Dillis. Joan, thou hast come back for me. Only as far as the door. How art thou, Dillis? Oh, Sister Joan. Sister Joan. That's not an answer. I have been beset by the worst of this plague, methinks. My skin burns as though they were hell's flames. I have barely the strength to lift my arm. Oh, and my head! Thou hast the headache, too. As if all of Lucifer's minions have danced upon whatever head of a pin might accommodate them and then driven said pin through my very skull. A headache, then. Joe, tell me. Speak it to me honestly. Has God set out to punish me? I should not like to speak for God, Dillis. But if thou art asking me if, amongst all the vomitous, nauseous, skin-rotting, bone-eating maladies that God's children endure, the plague is somehow special, then nay. There's nothing special about thee or the plague. I thank thee, Joan. Thou 
art a true companion. I fear she's delirious. Brother Barnaby. I am here, Sister George. Dillis, I have decided that Barnaby should offer thee treatment for thine malady. And faith, I am excited to do so. Upon my word, I am. Why wouldst thou risk such a thing? Because I cannot see thee suffer, Dillis. If there is anything I may do to alleviate thine suffering, then God's mercy I must try. Thou art too good to me, Joe. And I want to know if there's a way to treat it in case I get it. Uh, oh. May I, Sister Joan? Have at, Brother Barnaby. Sister Dillis, if thou couldst remove thine underthings... Pardon? I wouldst check thine buboes. Thou can't look at mine buboes. Why is thou so drawn to Dillis's buboes? T'was something I read in a brother's book back in my previous infirmary, up north. There, a brother Paul kept careful notes of his encounters with the plague-ridden, including of swellings on the body. Oh, the swellings! Yea, the buboes! Brother Paul wrote of his efforts to pierce, drain, and clean them. And did that help? Tis unclear. Brother Paul died. Of? Plague. I see. Remove thine underthing, Sister Dillis. God above, I don't care what thy notes say. Thou can't look at my buboes. not for thine own sake, Dillis, then for the medical advancement. If faith no greater calling. Nay, I'd rather drink a flagon of my own piss. Rather. I may have already. And did it help? I shall not remove my underthings for Brother Barnaby, and that's the end of it. Oh, but Sister Dillis... Forestall thy beseechment, Brother Barnaby. I must admit I would be reticent myself to expose mine buboes. I shall send thee instead to the house and town whence this all began. Oh, I thank thee, Sister Joan. But doest it in thine most subtle manner, hmm? If word reaches Sister Marjorie of thine attendance there, then I shall twist thine buboes off thine pale body. Yes, Sister Joan. I must make preparations at once. I've had Sister Cecily bring up some breakfast for thee, Dillis. Oh, thou thinkest of everything, Joe. Sister Sybil remains confined, so Sister Cecily made it. The quality may prove to be it the roll of the die. Sister Cecily? Good morrow, Sister Dillis. I shall check upon thee hence, Dillis. Do I mean hence? Whence? Where in? In thine room. They're in mine room. Forsooth, I'll... I'll come back later. Just pop the tray on mine table, Sister Cecily, and I shall sup on it if I have strength enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Sister, why dost thou not enter my room? Why dost thou not place the tray? The plague. Just place the tray, sister. I shall not bite thee. Mm-hmm. A foolish chick! God bless, Sister Dillis! Four more onions out! Oh, yeah. yes! Oh, very well! So cool! rid of that miasma coming off the god-blighted wretch inside. Who is it? My father. Oh, excuse me. I must come through. Who's this now? Oh, tis a young man with a confident stride. Good morrow, brothers and sisters. Good morrow. I am Brother Barnaby, and I am to go inside that house. Brother, no! Tis plague that lingers there. What is that thou carries, brother? Tis rags, a lance, and a bucket of steamy water. Thou cannot hope to face down plague with naught but meagre toes and a bucket of hot water. Yet it is God's will that I should do so, brothers and sisters, for God has put fear unto this world that brave men and medical professionals may face it in his light and be glad of of his giving of it, of fear, of something to be brave against. If if in I go. We shall pray for thee, brother. God mend thee, brother. What a brave soul. Such men were put on this world to share God's love with us. Yes, yes,
Sister Sybil, how art thou feeling? As well as God's graces may allow. What's that? Well, sickening, putrefying at the edges. Yeah, well, as well as a fox down a budget with a king who desires to see his kingdom burnt in the fires of hell. Good. How goes it, Sister Dillis? It goes very poorly indeed, Joe. Fever? Headache? Yay, yay. Buboes? I am afeard to check, lest I learn the worst. Hmm. How convenient. Sister Joan! Don't breathe on me so, Sister Cecily. Thou knows there's a plague catching. Sorry, Sister Joan. Why doth thou runneth about as if a chicken left stricken of its head? Sister Marjorie is back. Jesus Christ! Amen. Out of my way, girl! Sister Marjorie. Sister Jane, there thou art. I was beginning to feel abandoned. Uh, keeping busy, Sister Marjorie. Was there something that I can do for thee? I found myself returning to the Abbey yesterday, not feeling entirely satisfied. My most heartfelt apology, Sister. I did not know thou desirest so much of my company. I am talking about the plague, Sister Joan, which I think thou knows. <laughs> As I said last night, <laughs> no plague here. As the assistant to the <laughs> others, and knowing how much the abbess despises plague, I knew it was my duty to be sure. Thou understand? Of course. Where is everybody? Hmm? Where is Sister Dillis? Brother Barnaby? Uh, thou hast to ask Brother Ambrose where Brother Barnaby is. And Dillis? She's taking a nap. A nap? Forsooth. Yay, a nap. Let me see her. It is best she rests. Why is that? Is she mayhaps not merely resting, but uh, ill? Sister Dillis is sleeping. Then I shall wake uh, her. She's, she's not ill. She's not. <laughs> Why, Sister Dillis is as robust as the oxen she resembles. I wish to see her. Uh, Let me through. <coughs> did thou just cough on me? Mm? Thou didst. Thou just coughed oh, on me. Did I? Art thou sick? Uh, nay, but if I were. If thou were what? If I were, thou should probably keep thine distance. Nay. I wish to <coughs> stop that. <coughs> I shall see Sister Dillis out of my way. Ow! Sister Dillis, where art thou? Tis I, Sister Marjorie, come to see thee. God's teeth! Sister Cecily, is this Sister Dillis's room? Nay. Yay. God's blood. Cecily! <gasps> sister Marjorie! Why dost thou lie abed of a day, Sister Dillis? There is a perfectly reasonable explanation, Sister Marjorie. How couldst thou, Sister Joan? Thou lied to me, and as the abbess's representative, thou hast lied to the abbess herself. Oh, nay, that's not true! The abbess will be forsook when she hears what thou hast done. Oh, the treachery. Sister Joan! Sister Joan! Not now, brother. I owe only hope that the abbess doesn't punish thee too harshly. I have great news from town, Sister Joan. Canst thou not see that this isn't a good time, brother? Brother Barnaby, didst thou know of the plague also? Brother Ambrose will be very disappointed. There is no plague. What? What? I have come from town. I called upon the plague house, seeking to aid those who dwelt inside. Once there I found a man, an old man, advanced in years and, and somewhat enfeebled in his brain. Forsooth, the old man were poorly. But when I did seek to wash the blackened flesh upon his hands, it did slip so easy from his fingers. His skin came off. How disgusting. Nay, nay, Sister Marjorie. To our discovery most miraculous in nature. Tisn't plague that afflicted the old man in town. It were filth. I don't understand thee. Dirt. 
Muck, he was simply very dirty, such that his extremities did appear black to the eyes. True, we had a little fever, but nothing that a day or two of rest canst make better of. No plague! No plague! By my truth, Sister Marjorie, no plague! I thought there was, because of the soup. Nay, Sister Cecily, no plague! But thou thought there was! How couldst thou assume such malignant intent upon this infirmary, and I, the abbess, would be devastated to hear of thine ill will towards us, I'm sure. If there's no plague, then what besets Sister Dillis? That's a good question, actually. Dillis? Oh, I don't feel too poorly for Sue. No fever? No headache? No buboes? Nay, they seem to have cleared. Well, in faith, what good news? The abbess will be pleased, I'm sure. If thou wouldst just... Pardon me. Brother Barnaby, I could layest my lips upon thee. Oh, I pray thou dost not, sister. And as for thee, Dillis, I have the mind to show thee the knuckle side of my hand. God bless thee for thine temperance, sister mm. Joan. Methinks we have all done ourselves a disservice this day. I haven't. By this hand and with God's blessing, I settled disquiet in the community. Oh, shut up, brother. Oh, let us take heart, sisters. For God hath smiled upon us, no plague, and we can turn our attention to Mr. Chuddley and his unusual pain. Mr. Chuddley is dead. Nay, when? Oh, I don't know, just found him. While we panicked about plague, no one was treating any of the patients. Oh. God smileth, brother Barnaby. God smileth. Our Lady of the Egregious Assumption featured the voices of Jacqueline Osorio as Sister Joan, Rhiannon Mauschel as Sister Dillis, Rosie Williamson as Sister Cecily, Kieran Davy as Brother Barnaby, Lucy Clough as Sister Marjorie and the Mother, Danny Payne as Sister Sybil and the Child, David Stokes as Mr. Chudley, with Adam Dergeman, Matt Jones, Stephen Jobson, and Jacqueline Osorio as additional peasants. Words by Kieran Davy, music by Andrew Chamberlain, recorder played by Matthew Samer. Everything else played by Andrew Chamberlain. 